0: Obstacles do you have obstacles In your life to overcome I've Had to overcome many many obstacles Basically this teaching These teachings have come out of God teaching me how to Overcome in some areas And so welcome to blog talk radio Thank you for listening in Uh, We are on the radio Blog talk radio the first And the third Tuesdays of each month From 6 to 8 p.m. Central Time so we hope you'll continue Listening in and We Hope you'll be blessed Tonight I'm going to be talking about a perverse spirit Perverse means crooked Um, Basically it's another word for steadfast The negative thing is uh, to be stubborn perverse means you're stubborn toward the things of evil God tells us to be steadfast immovable Always abounding in the work of the Lord so also, perverse means steadfast, but it means steadfast to do evil, whereas having, where being um, a, a person that is persevering, steadfast, immovable means you're stubborn for the things of God. Perverse means stubborn, which means fixed or firm, which is also the same definition of steadfast, as I just said. Um, God says to be steadfast, immovable, and that's in a good sense, but stubborn means to be obstinate. It means to be inflexible, and we're talking about stubbornness in the neg- in the negative. It means uh, to be obstinate, to be inflexible, fixed in opinion, not to be moved or persuaded by reason. It means persevering, persisting, steady, constant, and, of course, in a good sense, it would be to be steadfast, and immovable, would mean that I would be steadfast and stubborn to do the things of God, where a perverse person, a crooked person, is a person who is stubborn, steadfast to do the things of evil. It means to be turned aside. Stubborn means to be turned aside, distorted from right, not necessarily sexually perverted, but usually a person that is sexually perverted. Uh, has a perverse spirit. It runs in uh, homosexuality or in any person that is a person that's a whoremonger, always sleeping around. You can know it's always perverse. It doesn't have to be sexually perverse. And not be sexually perverse. It, it's, a, it's a person that could be uh, perverted or crooked. It's really a picture of a person, instead of walking the straight and narrow, he walks a crooked path, deviating from the things of God and from the word of God. Perverse means to be obstinate and wrong, disposed to be contrary, untraceable, which means not uh, not yielding to discipline. It means ungovernable, difficult, not yielding to the heat or the hammer, unwilling to be governed. Or controlled Basically a person that's perverse Wants to be in control himself It means indocile, Which means unteachable dull Dullness of intellect It also means And and of course you can be very intellectual And still be perverse It means cross Which is petulant or saucy Pert or froward Which um, means to be fretful uh, having a sour temper, to be lewd, fickle, licentiousness, excessive indulgence in liberty. In other words, they do what they think is right always instead of what God thinks. Contempt of, of just, restraints of law, morality or decorum, which means proper, properly of speech and, and behavior, it means indulging in sensuality without restraint. It means wanton, freakish, in passion, lewd. It means to be peevish, which is fretful, apt to murmur, complain, or be easily vexed or fretted. Creolus, which means disposed to be murmur and ex- express complaint. As in querulous, which is a love of voice, it means hard to please, uh, easily vexed, discontented. You know, God says godliness is a means of great gain when accompanied by contented. So a person that's perverse uh, or crooked is never contented. And as I've read those definitions, if you think any of those things fit you, then Ask the Lord to show you if this spirit is working in you. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, and I'm going to read all of this, it says the rock, and of course, we know who the rock is. It's Jesus. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just, God of of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he, verse 5. They have acted corruptly toward him. They are not his children. Because of their defect, and we're going to be talking about the defect, which is perverse and crooked, but they are perverse and crooked, they' are perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, O foolish and unwise people? Is He not your father who has brought you, bought you? He has made you and established you? And that's what He's done for us at Calvary as believers. Remember the days of old, consider the years of the generations, ask your father and he will inform you, your elders and they will tell you. When the most high gave the nations their inheritance, he separated the sons of men. He set the boundaries of the people's. According to the number of the days of the sons of Israel for the Lord is his portion. The Lord's portion is his people. I'm sorry. Jacob is the allotment of his inheritance. He found him in the desert land. And of course with us, it was like the land of darkness and in the howling waste of the wilderness, he encircled him he cared for him. He girded him as the pupil of his eye. And that's what God wants to do for us, is he guards us as the pupil of his eye. Like an eagle, he stirs up his nest that hovers over his young. He spread his wings and caught them. He carried them on his pinions. The Lord alone guided him. And there was no foreign god with him. So when all this happened, God did all of this. We There was no foreign gods, no false gods. You know, some of our false gods is you've got to, you know, we think, well, because we don't worship Kali or we don't worship Buddha or we don't bow down to Diana, or Apollo or some of these false gods, Um we, we we don't realize that Our false gods are you've got to love me You've got to accept me you've got to be on time Whatever makes us angry whatever Makes us blow our stack whatever Causes us to be fearful You know there's an idol there if it makes You angry when you don't get it Or you don't have it uh, Or you fear You won't get it or if you have it you fear You'll lose it those are just a Few of the false gods you can always Know if you have an idol if you get Angry when you don't get it or you are fearful When you don't have it or you fear you lose it You know there's an idol behind that In fact someone has said that Behind every idol there's a Hot wire attached to an idol Behind every spirit of anger there's a hot Wire connected to a spirit Of, of idolatry Deuteronomy thirty two thirteen says He made him Ride on the high places Of the earth and ate The produce of the field And he made him suck honey from the rock And oil from the flinny rocks Curds of cows and milk Curds of cows And milk of the flock With fat of the lambs and rams The breed of Basham and goats With the finest of the wheat And of the blood of the goats You drank wine But Jezrin Now that's That's another word for the people of God. They grew fat and they kicked. You are grown fat and thick and sleek. In other words, they didn't appreciate all that God had done for them. Then he forsook God who made him and scorned the rock of his salvation. And that's what we do when we turn to idols and we turn our backs on God and we don't live for him and walk according to his word and live a lifestyle of repentance deuteronomy thirty two sixteen says they made him jealous with strange gods with abominations they provoked him to anger you know in revelation it says that uh, that uh, behind all the idols that there's idols are the strange gods and it says in revelation that if we worship idols we worship demons verse seventeen. They sacrificed to demons who were not God, to gods whom they did not know, new gods who came lately, whom your fathers did not dread. You neglected the rock who begot you and forgot the God who gave you birth. And as you're listening to this, I want you to ask the Lord, is this you? Have you forgot the God who gave you birth, who allowed you to be born again? In verse 19, it says, the Lord saw this. And he spurned them. In other words, because they worship false gods and they turn to other gods, God spurned them, rejected them because of the pro- the provocation of his sons and daughters. Then he said, I will, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, sons in whom is no faithfulness. So a perverse person is a person who's not faithful to God. And, you know, if you just look at the church, the condition of the church, 90% of church members, this is where they are. Verse thirty, uh, verse 21 says, they, they have made me jealous, God says, because of their idols, with what is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their idols, so I will make them jealous with those who are not a people, in other words, demons. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. So you see that anger is a fruit of idolatry. It says, for fire is kindled in my anger and burns to to the lowest part of the shield and consumes the earth with its yield and sets on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will... Heap misfortunes on them. So you see, that's another fruit of idolatry on them. I will see what my error, I will use my arrows on them. He also says he provokes them to jealousy. So jealousy is a fruit of idolatry. They will be wasted with famine, that's lack, and consumed with plague, that's sickness and disease, and bitter destruction, and the teeth of these I'll send upon them. So because of the sin, God allows the demons to attack. With the venom of crawling things of the dust, outside the sword shall bereave, and inside terra. So you see, terra is another fruit of idolatry, and terra is a stronger word than fear even. Both young men and virgins. The nursling with the man of gray hair. I would have said, I will cut them off, to, I will cut them to pieces. I will remove the memory of them from the earth. Had I not feared the provocation by the enemy, that their adversaries would misjudge, that they would say, Our hand is triumphant, and the Lord has not done this. Sometimes we blame the devil for things that the Lord allows. It says, For they They are a nation lacking in counsel, and there's no understanding in them. Would that they were wise and they understood that they would discern their future, how one could chase a thousand and two could chase ten thousand, unless their rock had sold them. In other words, when God turns his back on us because of our sin and because of our idolatry, then we we have no victory over the enemy. It says, and the Lord had given them up. Indeed, their rock is not like our rock. Even our enemies judge this for themselves. You know, Jesus is our rock when He's the Lord of our life. But these perverse and crooked people, they have a different rock, and it's not Jesus. And the enemies, it says, even our enemies themselves can judge this. When the enemy sees that we have another rock besides Jesus, our rock, they judge it, and they, move, they have the legal right to move in on us. For their for their vine is from the vine of Sodom, you know. In, in John 15, it says that He's the true vine, and we're the branches. But it says they have the wrong vine. It's not from from Jesus, but He has. They have the vine of Sodom. And from the field of Gomorrah, Mora, their grapes are grapes of poison. Instead of the fruit of the Spirit, there's bitterness that comes out of their mouth. Their clusters bitter. Their wine is the venom of of serpents. And the deadly poison of cobras. You know, in Matthew chapter 12, he tells the Pharisees, he says, How can you, being evil, speak what is good? And basically, he's telling them they're speaking with a serpent's mouth. It says, Is it not laid up in store with, my, with me, sealed in my treasuries? Vengeance is mine and retribution. In due time, their foot will slip, for the day of their calamity is near, and the impending things are hastening upon them. For the Lord will vindicate his people and will have compassion on his servants when he sees that their strength is gone. In other words, whenever we lay down our idols, deliverance comes. When he sees that the thing that we're trusting in to be our strength is gone, God has mercy upon us. And I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just lift this message up before your throne. I ask you to use it to change lives. I ask for the truth that sets people free. I pray for the conviction of sin, the fear of the Lord, and a spirit of repentance. And, Lord, I pray that your life in me will flow out to each person who's listening to this message in Jesus' name. And then in verse 37, it says, and he will say, where are their gods, the rock in which they sought refuge? In other words, their, their idols are gone. And Satan, we bind you, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in heavenly places. From every person who's listening in, from me, from Dorothy and her family, from me and my family, we break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Lord, we bind and break every word of death, word of iniquity, curse, assignment, satanic ritual spoken over us, spoken over anyone who's listening in, to boomerang back on the enemy every curse and assignment sent against us. And I'm just going to read some scriptures about on, on being crooked. Um, Psalm 78 says, the sons of Ephraim, and Ephraim means double fruit. They were, they were producing fruit for the Lord and fruit for the devil, were archers equipped with arrows they turned back in the day of battle. In other words, instead of aggressively going after the enemy, they turned their back. It says, they, you know, that God gave them all the tools as he's given us everything pertaining to life and some godliness, but these people didn't use them. They just turned back. They chose to live in deceit. Verse 56 says, And they tempted and rebelled against the Most High God, They turned back and acted treacherously, which means unfaithfully, provoked God with their high places, and he aroused his jealousy. The Amplified says they were like a treacherous bow that did not respond to the archer's aim. And so God wants to use us uh, in the lives of other people and also to do warfare over the enemy. And so... um, so that God, it goes on to say that God abandoned his dwelling place at, at Shiloh. And, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and so these people were his dwelling place, and he abandoned them. It says in Acts 5, he gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. Now, you don't obey to be saved, but you obey because you are. Uh, Psalm 78, he says, so that he abandoned the dwelling place at Shiloh, the tent which he had pitched among them. Verse 61 And he gave up his strength to captivity and his glory into the hand of the adversary. Verse 62 says, And also delivered his people to the sword and was filled with wrath at his inheritance. That says in um, the King James Bible, I believe it's Psalm 17. That says his sword basically is the enemy. So in other words, Proverbs 17:11 says a rebellious man seeks only evil, so a cruel messenger will be sent against him. And so if the enemy gets ground in our life whenever we um, give ground to him. In other words, because of sin we need deliverance, and when we repent of sin, the demon has the demons have to go. Psalms 106 says they they exchange his image. For an abomination in the image of, a, of a, an ox that eats grass, Romans one said even though they knew God, um, they didn't treat him like God. And it says that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, worshiped the creature rather than the Creator, and gave themselves over to all kind of sexual impurity. And God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Proverbs eleven twenty nine says the perverse in heart are an abomination to the Lord, and blameless. In their walk are his delight So in other words he delights in us When we walk have a blameless Walk and that doesn't mean we're perfect We're all a work in progress but it means That we have a perfect heart As much as we know how to be And then he'll show us something else You know deliverance is like an ongoing thing Uh, Sanctification is Something that takes a lifetime And the bible tells us to work out our salvation With fear and trembling Now let's just look at some of the characteristics Of a Are consequences of a person That is stubborn and perverse Or crooked A person that is stubborn And perverse Has uh, his way blocked Proverbs 22 Verse 5 says Thorns and thistles And snares are in the way of the perverse He who guards himself Will be be Far from them A person who is stubborn and perverse Will not yield to God's Authority or God's discipline First Samuel fifteen twenty three says rebellion is as the Sin of witchcraft and all iniquity Is as idolatry so a stubborn Perverse per- person wants To be in control rather than let God Control his life a perverse Person is stubborn for the for, for their idols and they'll Not receive God's discipline so They reject God's discipline God says he disciplines every son Whom he loves and he tells us in Hebrews 12 he says, if we're without discipline, we're illegitimate and not his sons. So what that's saying is if we don't yield to God's discipline in our situations or in our circumstances, then it proves we're not his sons. Proverbs 3.11 says in the Amplified, my son, do not despise or shrink from the chastening of the Lord. That's his correction. By punishment or By subjection to Suffering or trial Nor be weary of his Weary Or impatient about Or loathe Or abhor his reproof So we can Choose God's discipline Or we can choose the discipline of folly The scripture says the folly of a fool Is his discipline It says that in Proverbs Proverbs 16.22 says Understanding is a fountain of life to him who has it, but discipline of food, a discipline of food is his folly. And so an example is if I overeat, that my folly causes me to gain weight and get fat. <clears throat> or if I'm into sexual sin, the folly could be AIDS. You know, my my youngest son in 1989 died of AIDS because he had lived a homosexual lifestyle, and so that was the that was his folly. <clears throat> Or, if we go through a mall or we go to places and charge up our credit card, our folly disciplines us because here we have all these bills we can't pay. Proverbs seven gives us the gives us a picture of a person who chooses the discipline of folly in proverbs seven thirteen through twenty five it says she is she is now in the street speaking of the harlot. Now, in the squares, and lurks by every corner, so she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face, she says to him, "I was due to offer peace offerings today, I have paid my vows, therefore, I have come out to meet you to seek your presence and earnestly um, earnestly, and have found you. I have spread my couch with." Coverings with colored linens of Egypt, as of the world, I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink of our fill of love in the morning. let our delight let us delight ourselves with caresses, for the man is not home. in other words, Jesus isn't watching or my husband's not there. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will, and at full moon, he will come home. With her many persuasions, she entices him with her flattering lips. She seduces him. Suddenly, he follows her as an ox goes to slaughter, or as one in the fetters of the discipline of a fool, until an arrow pierces his liver and a bird hastens to the snare so he does not know it will cost him his life now therefore my son listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth do not let your heart turn aside to her ways do not stray into her paths as a wise son accepts his father's discipline but scoffers does not a scoffer does not listen to rebuke A fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is prudent. He who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. Of course, that's the truth that sets me free. So you see, one of the roots to self-hatred is not receiving God's discipline is folly. It says, but he who neglects discipline despises himself. First Timothy four seven says we are to discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness. Proverbs nineteen twenty seven says cease listening to discipline, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. A stubborn perverse person will not yield to heat or hammer. And cons- in, the, in the Bible, considers them a fool. Proverbs 29:1 says a man who hardens his neck after much reproof shall be broken beyond remedy. Proverbs 6:26-3 says a whip for a donkey a bridle for a mule and a rod for the back of a fool. This can also be um, one of the roots to back problems. You know, uh, scoliosis is one one of the roots to scoliosis. I'm not saying that's the only Root to it but one of the roots to scoliosis Is a perverse spirit And of course whenever We uh, have back problems The major root to back problems Is a turning our back on God And in Jeremiah 6:28, describes a person um, That is stubborn And perverse uh, as Wasted or rejected silver You know when a silversmith is um, Purifying silver He'll heat it usually seven times and then he'll keep skimming the dross off the top, and he'll keep heating the silver, and 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 he'll keep skimming off the dross off of the top of that melted silver. So he's describing us in Jeremiah 6, verse 28, as rejected or wasted silver. And there it says, all of them are stubbornly rebellious, going about as tailbearers. They are bronze and iron. They all are... All of them are corrupt. The bellows blow fiercely. In other words, I'm allowing circumstances in their lives to melt them down or to break them down to repent. It says, the lead is is consumed by the fire. In vain, the refining goes on, but but the wicked are not separated. In other words, no matter what a, a person goes through that's wicked or stubborn or perverse, he won't let go of the dross or he won't let go of the sin in his life. And then in verse 30, it says, they called him rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. So this goes back to God says that if every son whom he loves, he disciplines. And if we don't allow that discipline to cause us to release the dross or the sin in our life, God says we're wasted or rejected silver. Proverbs 27, 22 says, it says it this way. Though you pound a fool in a, in a mortar in a pestle, his folly will not re- depart from him. And a, and a martyr in a pestle is like the thing that a pharmacist uses to grind pills or the, the Indians used to, or the Mexican people used to use to grind corn. Because you can put a fool in there and you can grind him up, but his folly won't depart from him. So a stubborn, perverse person is though also an unteachable they just don't ever seem to get it. The scripture says they're ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. They go backward instead of forward. First Timothy three, seven says they are ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Matthew eleven twenty eight says that when we wear the yoke of Jesus, he teaches us where it says, come where Jesus says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon your neck. In other words, submit to me, um, take my yoke upon your neck for it's light and easy and you shall learn from me for my burden is light and my load is easy. So he's the one that wants to teach us. And first John says, when we're abiding in Christ, we we don't have to have a teacher because his anointing abides in us. And not that we're not supposed to have teachers, but it says that his anointing is in us. Acts 28, 26 says, saying to this people and so, go to this people and say, You'll keep on hearing, but you will not understand. You'll keep on seeing, but you will not receive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and I should heal them. And, course, this could be one of the roots to eye problems and hearing problems. Matthew 12, 13, 16 says, blessed are your eyes speaking to the disciples because you see a disciple is someone that lets God discipline them the scripture says in Isaiah I think it's Isaiah 58 that God will give you the tongue of a disciple that you might sustain the weary one with the word and morning by morning you'll wake up his ears to listen as a disciple and he will not be disobedient nor will he turn back the scripture says also in Acts that the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch You say, well, I'm a Christian. I've accepted the Lord. Well, I'm going to ask you, are you a person that's receiving God's discipline? If not, Hebrews 12 says you're an illegitimate. You're not his. Proverbs 9, 6 says, forsake your folly and live and proceed in the way of understanding. Proverbs 1, I'm sorry, Psalms 125, 5 says, but as for those who turn aside to their corrupt, their crooked ways, the Lord will lead them. Away with the doers of iniquity Peace be upon Israel And of course they'll find no good Proverbs seventeen twenty says A crooked mind finds no good And they despise the Lord Proverbs fourteen two says He who's crooked in his ways Despises the Lord In um, Psalm 83 It says those who hate the Lord Pretend obedience and the church is full of people that are pretenders, people that just deal with the outward appearance and don't deal with the heart issues, which just is, they just have a religious spirit. And then they're an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs three, verse thirty two says, A crooked mind is an abomination to the Lord. They're uncircumcised in heart, stiff necked, and always resisting the Holy Spirit. Acts seven fifty one says. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit, you are doing just as your fathers did. In of course, we do what our fathers do because the sins of the fathers pass on to the children, to the third and fourth generation. So in deliverance, we always have to examine what our fathers did so that we can put that under the blood of Jesus and break those curses off ourselves. You know, when you you think, well, you know, I don't believe in curses. Well, uh, you you believe what the doctor says when you go to the doctor's office. He he asks you for a medical history. Does your forefathers have heart heart attack? Any heart problems? Any cancer, etc. in in your bloodline? And, Of course, he calls it genes, and God's word calls it curses. They're full of pride because they are ruled by the devil and he's king over the sons of pride uh, that's in job 41 they're peevish easily added agitated are you a person that's peevish and easily agitated negative, fretting all the time complaining uh, hard to please easily vexed and, dis, and uh, discontent a stubborn first person spreads strife the bible says proverbs sixteen twenty-eight says a perverse man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. And read all the book of Jude, all Jude one. But it says in verse sixteen, these are grumblers finding faults, uh, fr- following after their own lust. They speak arrogantly, flattering people for the sake of, of gaining an advantage. Verse eighteen says they were they were saying to you. In the last time, there will be mockers following their own ungodly. Verse 19 says, these are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. And that's devoid of the Holy Spirit. They are wanton, which means uh, licentious, which means they, they indulge in sensuality without restraint. In other words, there's not re- no restraining them. Did you know that about 60% of believers think nothing of shacking up? And God says no fornicator, adulterer, liar, thief, slander, gossip, lender the kingdom of heaven, period. No effeminate, homosexual. You know, sometimes we think homosexuality is worse than adultery or fornication, but it's all it's all sin against God. He doesn't have categories of sin. It says they're fickle, wavering. Inconsistent, unstable in their in the things of God Up one moment, depressed the next Their walk with God consists of fainting uh, A stubborn, perverse person always wants to give up and quit And if they're married, they always want a divorce Every time there's a problem Another way of putting it is that they're double-minded, and the Bible says a double-minded person receives nothing from God. They stay wounded because they'll not deal with their idols, and wherever you have an idol, you have a wound. You know, God wants you to be free of button pushers, free of things that make you angry. You cannot allow anger or fear in your life, and if you've got it in your life, you need to find out how it got there and kick it out because it's demonic. It's demonic. Isaiah one says because of rebellion that there'll be no that there'll be no one to heal your sore, no one to press you out, bandage you, or soften you with oil. Jeremiah thirty says, God says, I have wounded you with the wounds of an enemy. So God's done it. We don't have to blame the devil. Unable to receive the blessings of God. Psalm sixty eight. Verse 6 says, God gives homes to the lonely. He sets free those who are his prisoners, but only the rebellious dwell in the parched land. A person that's stubborn, perverse lives in shame, hopelessness, and unrest. They never enter the promised land, which is the promised land was a land of rest. They never enter God's peace or rest. Proverbs thirteen eighteen says, poverty and shame comes to those who neglect discipline. They speak perversely. A stubborn, perverse person says or thinks what he sees or what he feels rather than what God says about the situation. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says we speak what we believe. Matthew 12 says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So what's in the heart comes out the mouth. What's up into Matthew 18 says what's in the, what you're thinking also comes out of the heart. Proverbs 6:12 through 15 says, A worthless person, a wicked man, is the one who walks with a false mouth, who, with, who winks with his eyes, who signals with his feet, who points with his fingers, who with perversity in his heart devises evil continually, who spreads strife. Therefore his calamity will come suddenly, instantly, He'll be broken, and there will be no healing. And then the last thing I want to share is that a stubborn, perverse person has no faith or trust in God and hasn't the ability to speak the truth in love because the Scripture says in 1 John 3.21 that when our conscience is clear, we have confidence before God, which means faith and trust in God, and it also means freedom of speech. And so ask the Lord if any of these things fit you, and let's ask God how they got there, and let uh, let me uh, pray with you and have you um, just confess uh, confess your sin when I pray, and if the Lord shows you anything else, and if you can agree with the prayer, then pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind the strong man over every life in Jesus' name. I bind every person to the truth that sets him free. Lord, I ask you to cause the eyes of every heart to be enlightened in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord, I bind every person to the conviction of sin, the fear of the Lord, and a spirit of repentance in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I just command, I just, in Jesus' name, Lord, forgive me. And You know, I'm going to ask you this, too. If you've never... If you've accepted the Lord, but you've never been born again, God wants everything that's been in your head to get down and transform your heart. And if you're listening and you've never been willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus, forgive me for believing with you in my head and never um, receiving you as my Lord and my master. And forgive me for not being willing to deny myself, take up my cross and follow you. And, Lord, I ask you today to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to possess me with your power of your Holy Spirit and come live within me, Lord Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name. I thank you for what you did at Calvary. Thank you for salvation. And, Lord, help me put my hands to the plow and not look back in Jesus' name. And, Lord, forgive me for being stubborn. Uh, Lord forgive me for being um, uh, Fretful Forgive me for not being steadfast Immovable abounding in your work Lord forgive me for being obstinate Inflexible Fixed in opinion Not being steadfast in the things of God Forgive me for not being stubborn For the things of God Forgive me for being stubborn to do evil Forgive me Lord for not being teachable Forgive me for not being easily pervaded, persuaded. Forgive me for um, dealing with my outward instead of dealing with my heart issues. Forgive me for not being steady and constant in the things of God. Lord, forgive me for being turned aside distorted uh, from the right. Lord, forgive me for being um, sexually perverted. Forgive me for being into sexual sin, being crooked. Forgive me for walking a crooked path instead of walking uh, the straight and narrow path. Forgive me for being obstinate and wrong, disposed to be contrary. God, forgive me for not yielding to your discipline. Forgive me for not uh, loving your discipline. Forgive me for being ungovernable, difficult, not yielding to heat or hammer. Forgive me for being a fool. God, I ask you to forgive me for not letting you govern me or control me. I ask you to control me now. I take your yoke upon my neck. I come under your control, Lord. Forgive me for not being, forgive me for being dull. Forgive me for being petulant and saucy and pert and froward. Uh, Forgive me for being unfaithful and fretful and having a sour temper. Forgive me for being lewd and fickle and licentious, uh, excessively indulgent of liberty. God, forgive me for, Contempt of just restraints of law of morality of decorum. Forgive me for being passion. Forgive me for evil passion. Forgive me for being apt to. Forgive me for being apt to murder, murmur, complain. Be easily vexed and fretful. Forgive me for perfectionism. Disposed to be contrary, murmuring, complaining. Forgive me for being like a constant dripping. God, forgive me for being like Jezreel, who uh, turned my have. Forgive me for turning my back on you, Lord. Lord, you've done many wonderful things for me at Calvary. And I've turned my back on you. I've been just like Jezrin. Forgive me for going growing uh, going fat, growing fat, and kicking. Forgive me, Lord, for worshipping idols, making you jealous, which has caused you to open me up to idol to idolatry, to uh, anger, to uh, jealousy to uh, open me up to lack to terror. God, forgive me for being connected to the wrong vine, the vine of Sodom. God, I ask you to show me all my idols, anything that makes me angry or fearful or depressed. Forgive me for being ungrateful, making you jealous with strange gods, passing the demons who were not God. Which would cause you to spurn me. Lord, you said you'd have compassion on me when my strength was gone. The things I'm trusting in, my idols are gone. And I ask you to have compassion on me. And Lord, I I don't want any stubborn spirits in me that's stubborn to do evil. I want to be stubborn to do what's right. To follow your law and your word. Forgive me for having a fainting spirit wanting to give up and quit. Forgive me for despising you, Lord. Forgive me for being contentious, ungrateful. Forgive me for turning my back on you and acting treacherously, unfaithful, provoking you to jealousy. Forgive me for being like a treacherous bow, turning back in the wilderness, <clears throat> wanting to give up, quit, bail out. You've given me all the tools, Lord. Forgive me for wanting a divorce if I'm married every time there's a problem. <clears throat> Forgive me for exchanging the truth of God for a lie and worshiping the creature rather than the creator. Forgive me for exchanging your image for the image of an ox that eats grass. Forgive me, Lord, for uh exchanging your glory and worshiping the beast which would cause you to get turn me over to a reprobate mind Alzheimer's I renounce Alzheimer's <clears throat> forgive me Lord for um, being stubborn and perverse which would cause my way to be blocked. Forgive me for not yielding to you. Lord, I yield to you now. Forgive me for witchcraft. Forgive me for wanting to be in control. Forgive me for not receiving your discipline. Forgive me for hating your discipline. Forgive me for being a fool. Forgive me for being a person that when you discipline me, I get bitter instead of better, and I don't let the the release the dross or the sin in my life. I just get madder and more bitter. Forgive me for choosing the discipline of folly. Forgive me for sexual sin, adultery, fornication. God forgive me for choosing. Lord forgive me for folly that's caused me to be disciplined by it. Forgive me for yielding to a to someone that's trying to seduce me, either male or female. God, forgive me for spiritual adultery and physical adultery, which would cause um, an error to enter my liver, which could be the route to liver problems, cancer of the liver. Forgive me for spiritual adultery and and sexual adultery. Forgive me for committing adultery against you, Jesus, my bridegroom, and committing adultery, physical adultery. Forgive me for despising myself because I've neglected discipline. Forgive me for hating myself. God, forgive me for not disciplining myself for the purpose of godliness. Forgive me that I've ceased listening to discipline, which has caused me to stray from the words of knowledge. Forgive me for being like that a fool that you pound in a pestle and a martyr, with the pestle along with crushed grain and Forgive me for not letting my folly depart from me. Forgive me, Lord, for my rebellion that would cause you to put a rod to my back. Forgive me for backsliding, turning my back on you. Forgive me for um, not keeping a clear conscience. Forgive me for being dull and unteachable. Forgive me for going backward instead of forward. Forgive me for ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. (laughs)
1: Lord,
0: I come to you because I labor and I'm heavy laden, and you said you'll give me rest. I take your yoke upon my neck. Forgive me, Lord, that my heart's become dull, that with my ears I've scarcely heard, and with my eyes I've closed them so I can't see, so I couldn't be healed. Lord, I ask you to open my eyes and my ears. Give me ears to hear and eyes to see. Forgive me for not being your disciple. Lord, I do forsake my folly, and I choose to live and proceed in way of understanding, and I ask for the truth that sets me free. Forgive me for walking a crooked path. Forgive me for having a crooked mind that finds no good. Forgive me for despising you. Forgive me for being an abomination to you. Lord, I choose to circumcise my heart through repentance. Forgive me for being stubborn, stiff necked, always resisting the Holy Spirit. Forgive me for pride. Being peevish, easily agitated, negative, spreading strife. Forgive me for being a grumbler, finding fault, falling after my own lust, speaking arrogantly, flattering people for the sake of gaining advantage. Forgive me for being a monker, following after my own ungodly lust, Forgive me for causing divisions and being worldly-minded. Forgive me for being wanton, licentious, fickle, wavering, inconsistent, unstable, double-minded, wanting to give up, quit, and bail out. Forgive me for not overcoming, but being overcome. Forgive me for Being double-minded, idolatry, being rebellious, hardening my heart after much reproof, which would cause you to break me beyond remedy. Lord, I want to receive your blessings. Forgive me for stubborn perverseness that's caused me to live in shame and hopelessness and unrest. Forgive me for speaking perversely. Forgive me for saying what i saying or thinking what I feel or what I see rather than what you said about the situation. Forgive me for being a worthless person, wicked in my way, walking with a false mouth, winking with my eyes, signalling with my feet, having pointing my fingers. With perversity in my heart, forgive me for devising evil continually and spreading strife, which would cause your calamity to come upon me. God, I ask you to have mercy on me. Forgive me for not having a clear conscience. Lord, I ask you to show me every sin so I can confess my sin. thank you that you said if I confess my sin, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Now, in the name of Jesus, I come against a perverse spirit. In Jesus' name, I command a perverse spirit to leave. all spirits of crookedness to go, perversity to go, all evil, all lying spirits have to go in the name of Jesus, all peevishness has to go, all crookedness has to go in the name of Jesus. I command all spirits of obstinance, inflexibility. I command every spirit that keeps them from receiving discipline. All spirits, every lying spirit, perverse spirit, uh, in Jesus' name, I command you to go. I break the power of negativity in the name of Jesus. I break the power of every spirit that would cause them to turn aside to start them from right, leave now in Jesus' name. I break your power in the name of Jesus. All sexual perversion has to go, adultery, fornication, homosexuality has to go in the name of Jesus. Lying spirits have to go obstinence has to go in the name of Jesus. I break the power of contrarianness, ingratitude. I break the power of evil words. I nullify, make void and cancel every evil word that they've spoke. I command all spirits of dullness in in Jesus' name. Unteachableness has to go. Saucy pert you have to go in the name of Jesus. All spirits of lewdness, all spirits of uh, that we cause them to be fecal has to go in the name of Jesus. All sexual indulgence has to go. Overindulgence has to go. A party spirit has to go. Contempt for just restraints of law and morality has to go. In Jesus' name, I break your power, power of sensuality in the name of Jesus. I break the power of lewdness, passion, wanton spirits. You have to go. All spirits of complaining, murmuring, complaining, easily vexed has to go. In Jesus' name, all spirits of ungovernable spirits complaining spirits quarreling spirits uh have to go in the name of jesus every spirit that would cause them to be vexed and discontented you have to go now in jesus name and lord we exchange the exchange the the vine of sodom for the true vine jesus you're the true vine you're the true rock in the name of jesus in jesus name i command every spirit that came in through any sins they've confessed has to go now in the name power blood And by the authority of Jesus, I break your power over every life in Jesus' name. You have to go in Jesus' name. I break your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Now, Lord, I ask you to fill each person with your Holy Spirit. I ask you, Lord, that the life in me flow out to each person and heal them now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray for your healing power to flow out to every life who's listening To this message in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that it doesn't matter how I delivered it, it's your spirit that brings results. It's your truth that sets free. So I thank you and praise you, Lord, for what you're going to do in every life or what you have done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about the ministry. And if anybody wants prayer, you can call in at 646 595 4784. And don't forget to press 1. And I'll be happy to pray for you. If you'd like to write me, you can write me at post office box 1141, Lindale, Texas 75771, and it's Jerry McGee, G E R I M C G H E E, at sbcglobal.net. You can go to my website at jerrymcgee.com, and there's just hundreds of uh, oh, there's at least 99 free messages you can listen to with deliverance prayers. Hope you'll uh, tune in again the first and first and third Tuesdays of each month from 6 to 8. If you'd like a meeting scheduled in your area, you can email me at jerry.mcgee@sbcglobal.net. at sbcglobal.net. You can email me directly or send me a message directly from my website, or you can email me. And uh, there's just uh, lots of books you can order, lots of CDs. I'll remind you of uh, of uh, my son's testimony, 13 Days Before He Died of AIDS. You can listen to that. It's called Todd's Greatest Regret. And uh, be sure and uh, email me and let me know what God's doing in your life. If I can help you in any way, uh, you can email me. And um, if you'd like to contribute to the ministry, we appreciate those that Give to the ministry. There's a place on the website where you can send a gift. Um, also, um, I'll be. I have a um, a monthly meeting in Duncanville, Texas. It's at the Hilton Garden Inn, and that's on the south side of Interstate 20 at Exit 462 off of I-20 And in Exit uh, 462. And it's at the Hilton Garden ends and it meets we meet the first Saturday of each month from ten to one and it's free to attend and When you go in Hilton Garden Inns, you go past the desk on the right all the way to the end of the hall and we meet in a in a room at the very end on the right It's a very um it's a it's a small room, and we pray deliverance over anyone that wants a special prayer so we hope you'll tune in again on the first. Uh, Saturday of um, September and uh, if there's no one calling in I just say when the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you greater peace.